1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: My name is Chris Filler. My name is Paul Anderson.
3: My name is Mark Boyd, and you listen to the Blue Army podcast. Hello, my name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. <laughs> Right, okay. I don't know what's going on with this these, these, Uh. The Zoom at the moment, man. It's everything seems a bit laggy, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Is there a bit of a delay? Let me just
2: see
3: if I can sort something out. Is that, is that... Is that... Sorted it? That might be slightly better. That might be slightly better. doesn't matter. We'll just crack on with bloody things <laughs> and like, we'll get there when we get there. It might be a problem. It might not be a problem. Anyways, let's get on with it. Oh! Hey how's it going and welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 54 and we've got something a bit different planned this week. Well, mainly because Carlisle didn't get to play this weekend. I've had to scramble around my little contact book and whip up something entertaining for everybody to listen to. And thank Christ, one of the heroes that have answered our call this week is none other than Blue Army TV's main man, Liam Denwood, how are you doing, Liam Denwood? I always use your full name. I don't
2: know. And uh, not bad, mate. How's yourself?
3: Yeah, I'm oh, grand, man. I'm oh, grand. I'm figuring it out. You know, you've got one of those names like um I couldn't just say Beckham. He's called David Beckham. You know, you're you're not just Liam, you're Liam Denwood. <laughs> it's one of those names. You know, I can't I can't help myself from from, from not saying your know, uh <laughs> second name, mate. Right. You've been on here a few times. You know that we like to start things off with a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke. So that means it's time for the Blue Army Podcast. Joke of the Week.
1: Is he having
0: a laugh? I
1: think he's trying to. It's,
3: it's the, the Blue Army, Army, Army Podcast. Podcast. Joke, joke of the Week. Don't do this to me, internet. <laughs> I've lost me joke of the week, Liam. Oh, dear. I'm, have to, I'm have to restore it. I had it. It was a good one. It's written by a nine-year-old as well called Greg Hodgson. And that's all I can see right now. It's not actually letting me get back to my joke. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. What are you doing? Why is the, inter- Why is the internet this useless, mate? What am I supposed to do? Uh, right, here we go, mate. Here we go. Ready? Question. Right. What? Did the sea say to the boat? Right? What did the sea at like the ocean say to the boat?
2: Hmm.
3: Hmm. I don't you don't know? know? <laughs> he didn't say anything. He just gave him a little wave. Eh? <laughs> oh, it's awful, isn't it, man? Oh, it's absolutely it's better awful. <laughs> well we keep trying to get better, Liam, mate we do keep trying to get better right so this week Liam mate, obviously the Carlisle game was called off what isn't it we we got we got a postponed game so we've got no uh, actual football to really talk about so we've whipped something together uh me you and a third independent body which will be revealed to the listeners in just a few moments. So, I'm going to tee this little segment up, mate. So, me and you normally, uh, well, me and you have started a little bit of a friendly rivalry, a little bit of a head to head series. Uh, we started in the summer. We played a bit of football manager. We don't need to go into too much detail. It's 1 0 to me. We'll just leave it at <laughs> that. Um, and I've got the next round of uh, the, the Blue Army TV, Blue Army podcast rivalry. Uh, To come in. Basically, Wills has been nice enough to write us some questions. And uh, I'm going to let you go first, or maybe you'll let me go first. And we've got 10 questions from the last 10 seasons. And they'll be in order, I believe. Wills will probably explain this a little bit better than I do in just a second when he gets here. And uh, yeah, we're just going to face off, mate, for a little bit of fun because there's not really much else for us to talk about because there wasn't any football so without further ado I'm going to bring out the question master the question master is appearing I think he's muted his (laughs) mic oh Wills anti-climax mate hey there you are mate there you are no 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 webcam this week
1: oh no he's coming zoom hey oh you're quite a bit Oh you're quite a bit behind.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might, be, man, might be might <laughs> be. Hopefully hopefully things will sort of like the cobwebs will get wiped away <laughs> and we'll be able to uh to crack on through. So Wills I gave you a little bit of an assignment. I've just been telling the listeners and Liam a little bit about what to expect yeah. but obviously you're the quiz master mate so it's probably better off for me to uh to hand over to you and and uh you can you can yeah. crack on with proceedings I suppose.
1: Yeah, thanks Liam. Um, so, I've got 10 questions from the last 10 seasons. That was the brief that you gave to me. So, I've got one question for each season. One of you is going to take the EVs of your colleagues, and I've also got a tie break in case it ends even. Is that all right? Mm. And so and good. Liam D, um, you can pick. Do you want to go first mm. or second?
2: Uh, I think I'll go second. I'll see this. See what the competition is like first. Uh, okay. Right.
1: okay. <laughs> and let's give this a um, go. Liam B, do you want to take odd seasons or even seasons?
3: Mm, I'm feeling um, I'm feeling odd. So let's go odd.
1: Well, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so that means your first question, we're going to work back in time. So your first okay. question is from 2019-20. Jose. Okay. You'll see how it goes. Okay, so the 2019-20 season was curtailed due to the coronavirus pandemic, with Carlisle's 2-0 win over Newport being the final game played anywhere in the Football League. Courtesy goals from Joshua Coyote and Amari Patrick. Chris Beach had taken over from the sack Stephen Steven Presley in November with Carlisle enrolled in a relegation battle. But steady improvement had seen Carlisle climb away from immediate danger before the end of the season and points per game calculation cemented safety. Prior to this, Carlisle had been planning a ticket offer in honour of their new manager, advertised by a video of the players dancing with beach balls, cardboard surfboards and inflatable palm trees. The game the offer was for never took place, but in the video, which appropriate song were the players singing?
3: everybody was surfing in the USA. <laughs> Is that your answer? I think so, yeah. Uh, I, I
1: should have ah! come up with I should have done sound effects. I haven't got sound effects. (laughs) I really, really want sound effects now, but I don't have it. Was good vibration by the Beach Boys because it was the Beach Uh, Boys.
3: So good good vibrations. Damn it. (laughs) All right. So um,
1: we're going to stick with you and and the odd ones, Liam. Liam B. All right. Okay. So we're now in 2017 18. Keith, Girl, Keith Curl's final season as Carlisle manager offered little in the way of memorable moments as the Cumbrians spent the 2017-18 season almost entirely in mid-table, with the playoffs only ever an outside possibility. The season was mostly defined by frustration with the board's lack of ambition and handling of contracts from both fans and from players, with, with Curl himself which resulted in Curl turning down a contract offer and leaving at the end of the season. Fans may remember, though, a 5-0 away win at Crewe. Someone else who will remember that game was a former Carlisle player who endured a nightmare against his former club, conceding a penalty and then scoring a known goal to jeers and laughter from the away support, who was it. It Is this so for played me? plate for crew. Yeah, it's for you. Yeah, yeah, this is how we do it. Are we staying with me? Five? Sorry, I thought we were
3: going backwards yes. and forwards. Right,
1: okay. Uh... You told me.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. Um... <laughs> Lenny Pidgeley. No, uh, <sighs> wrong. It was Michael Rains. Ah, I should, I I should ask you if, if, if he knows the answer to them, even though he don't yeah. get any points to them. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew the good
2: vibrations one, but I hadn't been clear with that one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So these are good questions, these, still man. with Liam B yet the <laughs> score. And we're now going all the way back to 2015-16. Mm. A high point in recent seasons was Carlisle's trip to Anfield in the League Cup third round in 2015 a match that ultimately went to penalties after Derek Hassan beat Sideshrap to cancel out Danny Ying's opener in front of the Kop. Though Liverpool won, the performance marked the end for Brendan Rodgers, while taking the Reds to penalties at their own gaff is a memory that will live long in Cumbrian minds. Can you remember, though, who Carlisle beat in the second round to set up the Anfield tie? Good, <laughs> <Get out>. Al. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Second round, up. Cup. Um, oh, uh, it was a championship team, wasn't it? Um, and they're not in the championship anymore, are they?
1: Was it Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday? No. Liam D, do you know? I,
2: I think it's wrong, but I was going to say Doncaster.
1: It was QPR. Ah! I knew uh, it was blue three, and white We <laughs> 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 at Loftus Road. <laughs> I knew
3: it was blue and white. I knew it was championship. I kept on... Ah, oh, man. Uh,
1: so, three three questions in, yet to get a point, and we're now going back it's to... This could be a
3: 23rd.
1: whitewash, bro. <laughs> I've got good news for you. 2013-14, it's a multiple choice.
3: Oh, I might have a chance then. Okay. <laughs>
1: The 2013-14 season ended in relegation as a poor start saw Greg Abbott sacked and former assistant Graham Kavanagh was unable to keep United from slipping to relegation after an eight-year spell in League One. Carlisle used a mind-boggling 52 players during this season with an array of short-term loans, non-contract players, youngsters promoted from our from our own academy and mates of the manager who once occupied a bench in the World Cup final but had last been seen playing for Mark Drayton Town. Many players <laughs> only <laughs> many players only played a handful of games for the club, while there are others who never made an appearance but were named in a few squads. Which of the following forgotten men made appearances in all competitions during the season? Was it Charlie Akangameye, Michael Drennan, Nathan Eccleston, or Danny Butterfield. They
3: played in all competitions. Did you say?
1: Yeah, highest number of appearances in all comp. He didn't play in all competitions. It's just the number of appearances. It's from all competitions that were cut. Co- so it's like, do you want me to read that out again? Charlie Akangameye. No, that's it. Yeah. Michael Drennan, Nathan uh-huh. Eccleston, or Danny Butterfield. I feel like it's
3: between Neckleston and, and Drennan. I don't know why Drennan's staying with me a little bit more. Um, is that your answer? Yeah, we'll go with
1: Drennan. Why not? Ding, ding, ding. He hey! is. Got one. <laughs> it was Michael Drennan, a lonely, <laughs> a lonely striker from Aston Villa who made six appearances, all in the league. Three of them starts. Akangamani, Eccleston, and Butterfield made four, three, and two appearances, respectively. Uh, Eccleson? wasn't Eccleson at Liverpool point. for
3: a bit. I got a point. Wasn't Eccleson at Liverpool? Wasn't he a Liverpool dropout?
1: Yeah, I think we had him on loan from. Yeah, I think he was. I think we had him on loan from Blackpool, but yeah, it was Liverpool dropout. What and bad then, so you. That
3: was fifty-two well, players.
1: I know. Yeah, four oh. questions asked. Then one point. Okay. Here's your last question. Chance to get another <laughs> point, and it's from all the way back in 2011-12. Greg Abbott's Cumbrians spent this season battling for a playoff place and looked to be on course after a 2-1 victory over Huddersfield made even automatic promotion seem a possibility. However, they ultimately missed out after picking up only five points from the last seven games. Their only win in this spell was a 4-1 home win that also relegated their opponents to League 2. Who were their relegated opponents? relegated into League 2. Um, yeah, Carl I think I know this. Them, Carlisle beat you
2: know them 4-1. Carlisle, oh, but I, I, a team came up my head when you said that. I, I think I might know the answer to this.
1: Carlisle ah. were chasing the playoff place and this 4-1 win was the only win they they made in the last seven games. So, uh, too little, too late. It was actually the second to last game of the season as well. Right. <coughs> relegated the, to the think- opponents. I'm trying to think of a team that goes up and Rose. down
3: a bit. Because um, it's going to be a complete shot in the dark, I'll be honest. Um I'm trying to think of out. a team that goes up and down a bit. And I've got like two in my head of teams that go up and down from League 1 yeah. to League 2 a lot. One of them's Plymouth and the other one is Exeter City.
1: Who's your answer to be?
3: I'm going to go with Exeter City.
1: Yes! Exeter Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 Under Paul Tinsdale at the time as
3: well. Oh, not that one, taken
1: that over. Bad.
3: <laughs> hey. Okay, yeah, is that what you were going to so say, guys, Liam? I, I, too, I think I, I was going to be a little bit.
2: No, no, I was going to say um, Dagenham and Redbridge.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. Daggers, yeah, yeah. Oh, All right, I don't feel. Too, I, <laughs> I, it, I, 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 I turned it round at the end. <laughs> nearly nose dive but I've turned it round <laughs> I at the end. Say
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, two oh, swe- wins. Uh, winners. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh there we go. Liam B gets two out of five and we're back to even seasons for oh, Liam God. D. So 2020, twenty 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 one is your first question. Right. Keep a key player in Carlisle's impressive start to the 2020-21 season was Rotherham Loney, Joshua Coyote, whose strength going forward and dangerous crosses, not to mention an impressive long throw, were important aspects of so-called beach ball. Coyote missed a handful of games as he's called to his country's under-21 squad. Which country was he playing for? Republic of Ireland. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done! <laughs> okay, <laughs> so yeah, Lee, off to a good start. So this is yeah. this question you can draw level, and I just want to apologise. Um, so Liam messaged me and said, "Can you write ten questions on ten on the um, for, from the last ten seasons?" And I immediately raced ahead and wrote questions, and only after that I found out that you were going to be answering. Five each rather than all, so I can't promise that they're like five of equal difficulty. But yeah. um, <laughs> <that looks> like... <laughs> get this one uh, right, Liam right, D, and, and, and <laughs> you pull level. No oh, man. So 2018, 19. Carlisle's biggest win of recent seasons came on Boxing Day of 2019, as they demolished, oh, no. they demolished <laughs> <laughs> as they demolished Oldham six 0 This was the third of what would become a six-game winning streak. It won't last as manager John Sheridan left during that good run, while key loanees were recalled in January, and under new manager Stephen Presley, they would sink back down into the mid-table positions. Casting your mind back to that Oldham game, though, can you name any of the five goal scorers for Carlisle. Now before you answer, what do we think do we, because he's made such a good start and because he's already said as soon as I started reading out I know this, <laughs> should we make should we make him name all the goals? Should we make him name all the goal scorers for a point? Because I how many, how many goals goal scorers was there?
2: There's
1: five goal scorers five goal scorers. Um, oh. but when I wrote this, I didn't know that only one of you was getting the question, so it didn't matter. That I thought it was maybe a bit. So, shall we make him? Can you let, four, me Can you me let me off with I've four. Can we let me off with four? Two, one, four. Name, name four of them. Yeah, uh, if you name four of them, you get a point. Right. All right this, is a fa- this
3: is a very fair, gentlemanly compromise, this guys. I'm very proud of all of
2: us. <laughs> 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 I know. I remember Jerry Yates got one yeah. of them. He got two. Yeah, Ashley Naddison.
1: Yeah, that's another...
2: It came off the bench. I don't know if you scored. It was Slater. No.
1: Ooh. No, right.
3: Who else did you have in mind?
1: You, um, can say, you can say two more names. You've said three names. You've got two right. right you right, can right, say okay. two more. Ooh. So Such you've a got to get two. the next two, right?
2: Right. I'm trying to think if Jamie Devitt played that game, because I remember that game really well. We got... <laughs> Mm, we got a penalty, and I think Danny Granger was playing for us. Is Danny Granger one of
1: them? Danny Granger is one of them, but it wasn't a penalty. So you've got to get. So you've. got Yeah, you've said Yates, you've said mm. Madison, you've said Granger. You've got one guess left. There's two goal scorers left to get. You need to get it. Otherwise, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, if you don't get it, then you've got another three chances to equal the right. score. So, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: oh, I'm 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 going through the goals in my mind because I'd. <laughs> it? Oh, Christ! Shoot! Uh, Devitt. No, he
1: didn't score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you maybe remember um Granger and David had a bit of beef with John Sheridan and both celebrated Granger's goal in Sheridan's face. Um and then Granger's wife made a tweet about Granger not being fat. The goals were scored, as we said, Navis <laughs> scored one, Yates scored two, Granger scored one. Um the other two goal scorers were Hallam Hope. And Gary Little. Oh, I should have got that. I should have got that. Gary Little. Lidd- I
3: would never have guessed Gary Little in the million years. I would have thought <laughs> Hallam Hope maybe. I don't, though, I don't yeah, know. Hallam Hope yeah. for that yeah.
1: season is named synonymous. Uh, with that time, yeah. Okay, Doug. Uh, so oh, uh, still, in so it, now, still in it. Still in it. The time machine. The the time machine goes a little bit further back. And and, and here's a question that's a little bit out of left field. A bit. Right. A bit. A bit like the. Um, The Good Vibrations one. It's more about the commercial side of Carlisle United than it is about the football. Right. The the 2016-17 season was a memorable one. United lost only one game in the opening half of the season and looked on course for automatic promotion before falling away, needing two wins in the final two games to qualify for the playoffs. Three consecutive games against Exeter, one in the league and the two playoff semis, Saw Carlisle fail to make the playoff final as the two teams scored 16 goals between them. One less memorable aspect of the season was Carlisle's third kit, which proved popular with the fans when the kits went on sale in the summer. Only one that season, leading the club to apologise to fans who purchased it. Carl haven't produced a third kit since. Can you remember though what colours the unused third kit was? You need both colours um, and oh, you need main colour and other colour. So you need to get them in the right order too. We're making it oh, harder geez. for you now because you seem to have gotten, <laughs> you've got off to a, <laughs> <You got laughs> a <good> start. <laughs> But Eventually, <laughs> eventually when I wrote it thinking that you were both going to be answering for it, I said half a point if you only get the main, if you only get the main colour. Right. But there seems little point in a half point thing now. So just, mm. you've just got to get them both.
2: Right. Can you, um, this is maybe, can I get a hint and ask what the sponsor was that season?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Go on then. The sponsor was DSD. Right. I'm not not wearing it now, am I? No. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it, <laughs> you, you've got them all lined up you just can't remember which one was this season
2: oh <laughs> uh, i i was gonna say red but that was the virgin trains one wasn't it um oh this is like the yellow the one
1: time. no it wasn't it was white right. and red uh, no, I, I would have said the yellow shirt. and black one, like the honeycomb yeah. kind of one. Yeah, that well, that's, one, yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. The I mean, the, the thing one would with this is with like that. it was quite popular with the fans, but the club just never wore it, not even once. Mm. It was white shirt and shorts, red socks, red trim, and red pinstripes. So if you remember a white shirt with red pinstripes,
0: mm.
1: yeah, never probably. wore it, but it was <laughs> it was fairly popular when it went on sale. OK, so, I mean, you know, we've made it hard for Liam here. Um, yeah,
0: definitely. It's sti- still- the first time back. Was it wasn't easy for me. It wasn't easy for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You've still got two chances. Right. That's it. Um, you still win it. You can still um, win. This, yeah. Well, let's see. Carlisle spent... The, sorry, sorry. 2014-15, this is. Carlisle spent their first season back in the box division fighting against a further relegation. Keith Cull took over as manager in September from the sacked Graham Kavanagh and narrowly guided Carlisle to safety. One team who also survived from that relegation battle was Hartlepool. And Carlisle and Hartlepool met on the final day that had once looked like it could be a relegation decider but instead took on a carnival atmosphere with both clubs safe and over 8,000 in attendance. Hartlepool did their traditional last-day fancy dress with even manager Ronnie Moore joining in. But what did the Hartlepool fans dress as?
2: Oh, Christ. Um, oh. oh, I can't. Remember I this. thought this it... would have
1: been easier. I... I... No. Nah, I... I... 2014-15, it was our first season nice. after getting relegated down here and Graeme Cavanagh was sacked, Keith Curl took over. We were in a relegation battle again. Um, last day game against Hartlepool Both teams were in a relegation battle And it looked like it could be a decider But we we Survived thanks to Keith Curl Hartlepool br- brought mm-hmm. off The great escape with Ronnie Muir And so both teams Ended up actually going into this match safe The result I'll tell right. you was 3-3 right. Carlisle took a 3-0 lead And in-
3: I think I might know, but um, only, because you, only because you've repeated a certain phrase a few times.
1: Yeah. And it's funny, some it of the things that you think are going to be too easy and then, you know, not everyone else has the, has the same recollection of things as I you I honestly
2: can't remember it. Um, I remember Swindon. I had a fancy dress thing and they all went as, like, bananas. So, <laughs> is it bananas?
3: Liam, do you know this one? Was it? Because because you kept saying like Great Escape and stuff, was it like like criminal uniform, like black and white stripes? No, no,
1: no, nah. It was Bob Marley. <laughs> what? They all had. They, 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 they all went in dreadlocks, and even Ronnie Moore was pictured wearing dreadlocks.
3: <laughs> oh God.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 2014.
1: Yeah, well, it was 2015 nah. by the time that match was played. Okay, right. So I mean. Liam B could actually win this because Liam D n- needs to get this one right now.
3: Take
1: it to a tie. Get, oh, I've bottled it. Yeah. I'm, I'm
2: honestly bottled it. If you
1: that get this strong. one, oh no, I haven't, I haven't picked an easy one for you either. If you get this one right then you get to use the tie break, and I, I wouldn't right. mind that. I had a little bit more. <laughs> can, uh, can you believe that you might be about to win this? Oh <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, because okay. to be fair, when I was when I was on the receiving end of 20... the questions, the questions are hard. So, like, yeah. when I picked up two points, I was yeah. really happy it's with two yeah. points. So, it's a difficult quiz. It's difficult
1: to judge what you think. Like in my head, the one about like Hartlepool fans wearing dreadlocks. In my head, just like it's one of them things that is kind of like hmm. memorable. Like a famous story. Yeah. Maybe it's more memorable to me. Exactly. Um. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Carlisle 2012-13. No, sorry, that was a quest. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Carlisle were unable to build on the near miss of 2012. The following year, and weren't helped by some poor transfer business over the summer, with signings such as Mike Edwards, Danny Cal- Danny Kadamateri, Alessio Bunyo and Jake Jervis failing to improve the squad. One familiar face who came in on loan from Watford on the 18th of September did create excitement among the fans and repaid that eight goals in his 18 appearances, putting him among the club's top scorers in a season of struggle. Who was it? Do I get the multiple choice? Oh, um, I can give you a multiple choice. But I'll yeah! Multiple choice. <laughs> Whoa, what a
3: turnout for the books, mate! Yo. Can I get a multiple choice? Yes, you can. (laughs) Wow.
1: Talk amongst yourself while I look up some other players to add to the multiple choices. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what I've
3: actually actually (laughs) forgotten to do anyway, Wills. Before you dived in, I forgot to do the birthdays. So I could do the birthdays while you're coming up with some more multiple (laughs) choices. We could we can say happy birthday to Kevin Gall. He turned 40 this week. His song's one of my favourite songs ever. Kevin Goal, Goal, always believing Kev Goal, (laughs) he's got the power to score, love that tune. Uh, Reggie (laughs) Lamb turned 31 this week and Craig Russell turned 48 and the main man who I have been... He's my great white shark, this guy, mate. Like, I've been trying to get him on the podcast for ages. I've been talking to him once or twice. He's very <laughs> recently had a baby, so it's looking a little bit less likely to be anytime in the recent future. He's a very, 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 very nice man. And uh, I've spoken about him before, being my favourite Carlisle player of maybe all time. Happy 38th birthday to Sir Simon Hackney.
1: <laughs> I saw have that you got as your... well on the B Justin Not group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um have you uh have you got your multiple choices ready? Was that enough pre-banter?
1: Um I just need one more to make it a choice of 4 because I gave you a choice of 4 so uh, uh da, 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 da. you get it now. Uh, yeah uh okay. Right. All right. Uh, Ooh, I'll read attention out the whole...
3: builds. <laughs>
1: I'll read that.
3: As if you just pulled that one out as well. Multiple choice.
1: <laughs> Damn. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So yeah, it was 2012-13 um season of struggle. Uh, Mike Edwards, Danny Cadamatri, Alessio Bugno and Jake Jervis didn't improve the squad, but we brought in a familiar face on loan from Watford, who scored eight goals in 18 appearances. Was it? Gary Medine, Joe Garner, Danny Graham, or Glenn Murray. It wasn't Glenn Murray. It was Murray.
2: (laughs) Can you repeat the other three?
1: Yeah, uh, Gary Medine, Joe Garner, or Danny Graham.
2: Right. Ooh. I know Joe Garner did come back on loan but I I didn't think it was from Watford. What was the third of those options
1: again? Uh, Danny Graham. It was Gary Medin, Joe Garner. Danny Graham, obviously, you've eliminated Glenn Murray already. Was it... Oh,
2: Christ... Joe Garner.
1: It was Joe Garner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like I it's I've gone actually gone kind of even. Come, I know. It's all gone, even. I actually come up with some good um, I thought I'd come up with some really good red herrings because Calvin Medin did come back on loan, <laughs> but in a later season. Mm. And uh, Danny Graham didn't, but he was a Watford. So, yes. oh. Obviously, Glenn Murray, yeah. you saw through that right away. Right. Well, <laughs> it's 2-2. <two, two>. Amazing. <laughs> OK, Let's so we're on to tiebreaker. What have we got? A tiebreaker? <laughs> wow. A tiebreaker. Right, explain away, explain away. OK. The questions <laughs> The questions have covered the 10 seasons from 2011-12. To These 10 years, including the current season have seen seven different managers one relegation one challenge for promotion to the championship one playoff campaign um i think four ties against premier league opposition one flooding and more than one battle against relegation to non league it's been an eventful decade the number that i want you to give me is from the 2020 from the 2011 2011 12 season up to and including the current season, as we stand, how many league goals have Carlisle scored?
2: Oh, and is it like closest?
1: Yeah, it's a tiebreaker. Just closest wins, closest text the points. Right. Um, I don't know. You want to toss a coin or something to say who goes first? Um, I suppose
3: as 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 uh you're uh, you're the guest as it were, Liam. I'll You'll let, let you, Liam I'll let D go choose. first. I'll let you choose <laughs> if you want me to go first. Um, I'm oh, gonna say
1: do you want. to go second the better option.
3: I I would rather go second, um, but as as I'm the host, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Liam go second.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Um,
3: I'm gonna graciously right, bow okay. out of that one. Um, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going to bet yeah. a pretty round number, but it yeah. feels quite right to me. I'm going to go with uh,
1: 400. 400. Uh, Liam D, any advance Ooh. on 400?
2: So is, this is in the last 10 years, yeah?
1: Yeah, 10.5 because it includes this season so far as well. We've scored so many goals this season, Liam. <laughs> we've, scored, we've scored a number of goals this season it's only a result
2: so you said 400 I think it'll be higher than that so I'm going to go 401 of course you
1: are <laughs> 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 alright so that is 664 yep well done, indeed surprise.
3: <laughs> aye, ay, aye. Right. Well, it was it was it was mate, it was an absolute pleasure. I enjoyed that little battle. Mate, Wills, thank you so much for writing us that quiz, mate. I really enjoyed You're that dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. Um, well, in the head-to-head series, it's won all as well, mate. Um, so there you go, yep. you've drawn even uh, and you've won today. So One on I mean, penalties. hats off to you, I suppose. <laughs> Um, before Will starts rubbing it in a bit too much, mate, do you know what, Will's? I'll let you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, thank, like I said, uh,
3: mate, Thank you so much for doing the quiz. I'm sure you're going to get asked to do it again after that performance because I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, you couldn't write it, taking it right down to uh, to, the, to the tiebreaking <laughs> no. question, and then and just losing <laughs> yeah, yeah, it in, in, in on the tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, you we can't have to do write the
1: it. Field repairs.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we'll we'll figure a few things out and uh, we'll work out the bugs. But I reckon, I mean, I really enjoyed that, man. So I reckon <laughs> everyone probably who's been listening. Yeah, me as well. That. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Yeah, man, will. So man, thank you very much for the quiz. Uh, me oh, and Liam are going to get on to not necessarily talking about football because obviously we all know there wasn't the game against Rochdale this weekend. <laughs> Um, But, Wills, just before I let you go, mate, because me and Liam are going to do this in just a couple of minutes, uh, can I get your prediction for the Colchester game, please?
1: Uh, I think Colchester have have hit a bit of an upturn in form. They won at the weekend. And uh, I hate to say this, I'm going to go 2-1 to Colchester. and Wills dropping Damn. the bomb, dropping the mic, and leaving, <laughs> and leaving us there.
3: All right, Wills, mate. Thanks a lot, buddy.
1: All right, enjoy the rest of your show. I'll listen later. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Bye for now. See ya. Mate. <laughs> oh, Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> you can't write it, mate, can you? You just couldn't write it. Yeah, yeah. What a quiz. Hats off to you. I guess I have to give you that one. <laughs> one more in the It was series. a lot.
2: It was a lot closer. It was a lot closer (laughs) than the um, football manager one, we'll put it that way.
3: yeah I mean I know I know I knew what I was going to get into uh, asking Will to do a quiz I knew we were going to get like big long story sort of questions and stuff so I thought like that would be a bit of fun and uh, he really pulled it out the bag man but they were hard some of those questions were just 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 hard questions mate it's like uh, going to the pub quiz at the uh, which one was that really difficult one the boardroom anyone out there listening you've been to the pub quiz at the boardroom that's a hard one out of 50 I think me and a bunch of mates got like 12 and at the weather Spoons pub quiz we were winning those so we're not thick all right we're not thick um right mate um well well obviously I'm a little bit thicker than you because you won the quiz but we'll move away from talking about the bloody quiz and the (laughs) head-to-head series um like I've already mentioned we didn't have any football in terms of a match to talk about this weekend Carlisle do have a game uh mid-week against Port Vale but By the time this episode gets released, that game would have already been and gone. So it might just be a little bit irrelevant of us to sort of talk about it. But we can obviously give our sentiments on it. Um, Port Vale aren't doing uh, anyone any favours. They're a team that can turn up on their day and throw a curveball at anybody. But it is a team that you know, if we can drag them down to our standards and, and grind out one of those results before we were playing against the, the topper ends of the of the league table, maybe we could get something against Port Vale. Tuesday nights are just hot. Ha- you know, they're not... It's not the same consistency in a Tuesday night as there is on a on, on a Saturday, would you say?
2: Yeah, no. Uh thing is, Port Vale have had a brilliant start to the season. They dropped off a little bit more recently, but Port Vale... I'd, yeah, I—I'll be honest with you. I can't really see us getting much at Port Vale. I—I—I I, I really hope I am wrong, but I can't see us beating Port Vale. To be honest with you, um, I—I I don't even—I think—I think I might be going to it, so I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to it, nonetheless. But now nah, Port Vale, I think it's Port Vale for me is the game, the—the the ground I've been to the most as an away fan because it always seems to come up on a day where I can go. But yeah, look, Port Vale. Nah, we're not—we're not getting anything out of that.
3: All right. And there's no point to dwell on it because, like I said, by the time the episode comes out, blah, blah, blah. But something that uh, we can obviously talk about is the is the Saturday game that's coming up. Uh, it's a big game, mate. It's, it's a team that are in and around our position in the league. But they've started to pick up some wins and we've started to lose. Um, obviously, we need that form to turn around. You've just said there you don't think it'll really happen against Port Vale midweek. So when you're looking at that Colchester game, so oh, things, things, things are starting to get tense again. And about two weeks ago, they weren't so tense.
2: Yeah, uh, Oldham beating Scunthorpe didn't help. But mm. uh, Colchester, I, I still think we will be safe because I think when them two play each other, you know, it's mathematically impossible for one of them not to come away with some points. So, and look, I don't, I don't see them as much as a threat to, to anyone else above them bottom two, uh, Oldham and Scunthorpe. I know, I know, Alden fans and I know Scunthorpe fans, and both seem to think that they're already gone. They don't Mm. see any hope for the rest of the season. Whereas I think you look at Carlisle and Colchester, where, even though we are in and around that area, us as a fan base are a lot more confident that we won't end up in the bottom two come the end of the season than the fan bases of Scunthorpe and Oldham, who pretty much have already written the season off and are preparing for the the National League.
3: Yeah, I mean... It, it, it is one of those games where we're up against somebody in and around us, but they're desperately trying to turn it round. Um, we're in a position where we're desperately trying mm. to turn it round. Sandwiched in between us is Warsaw, and they've been sinking like a stone uh recently losing just, just everything in front of them at the moment. Um from what I've seen on a couple of forums, it's not necessarily that their um the team is just falling apart around them. Yeah, they've had a couple of injuries here and there. Um, but the supporters aren't unhappy with all the players, like there are obviously some players that are standing yeah. out for them in those forums, some players that are playing for the shirt, and so. Their fans obviously believe that they're not going to get sucked into this little relegation battle, but they already are. Now they already are. They're definitely already... You can't lose that many games at this point of the season and not get sucked into that battle. Barrow are still in and around that area. Um, And then obviously, I mean, I don't know if Rochdale have got enough about them to really claw away, nor Hartlepool. I feel like Hartlepool had a really good start to the season, Mm. but they've really started to sink and hopefully they can get sucked in to this little relegation battle as well. And just if there's more bodies down there, there's more people to climb over, um, in my opinion. So it's just better off for them to keep getting sucked into this little, uh, this big, make it a big relegation battle. And hopefully we can just crawl over those bodies at the end and get over the line. Um, As far as predictions go for the game against Colchester, I mean, I've got to fancy us uh, as tradition goes here in the blue army podcast. I've never predicted us to lose a game because that'd just be rude. Um, so obviously I've got to say win and I'm going to say three nil to Carlisle. Oh mate. I didn't, it didn't feel right when it came wow. out, but I said it, <laughs> I said it, it came out. Yeah. Got? Uh, I, I,
2: They've got a very good keeper, Colchester. Whatever you want to say about the rest of their team. That, he's good against us. He's uh, good against us because he used to play for us. Isn't that guy yeah. against us?
3: He's brilliant against us. Yeah. He likes playing
2: against us. Yeah. yeah, he's he's honest, he's a he's a decent keeper, and he's still he's still quite young as well. So he's mm. he's one I think he's probably their most probably their most valuable player. Um but I think especially with like new signings coming in and that for us because i think our whole front line is just going to be completely changed by that game maybe i it i'd love to say 3-0 like you but i think no matter what happens it's going to be low scoring so i'm going to say 1-0 maybe that yeah dennis whacks a header in from a corner at some point in the second half It's, it's not going to be a good great game but yeah well i'll go to win as well why not keep the positivity
3: the positivity but we've well, already predicted as we might go down against Port Vale so uh, at least we'll end the week on <laughs> a higher note mate, at least we'll end the week on a higher note, now you've mentioned there obviously the flurry of transfer sign-ins. the last video I think I saw on your YouTube channel was your transfer deadline day live stream, now that's the first time I believe that you've tried <laughs> to do a YouTube live stream before what was that all about man and uh, did it give you that little bit more insight onto, onto those players?
2: The deadline, the stream. Um, I am. I think about. F- I was. I, I. had it scheduled two hours in advance to go live, and I think I tore something in my ankle walking towards the ladder to get into the loft to do this. F- about <laughs> five minutes, five minutes before I was meant to go live, so I was a little bit late <laughs> to the stream because I was, I was. I was sort of trying to like. Because you know when you've just injured yourself and you've got that adrenaline, I was using that adrenaline to get up the ladder to get into the <laughs> in, this sort of <laughs> into the seat. And honestly, when it had finished, I couldn't get down the ladder. Um, for about I, I think it took about twenty minutes to get down because it all swollen up and stuff. It
3: all seized up. Are you doing that, now?
2: But that stream, it was the ankle. The ankle's fine now. It's okay, it's okay. it's not sorry. It's, it's not great. So I'm not allowed to play football, but it it's not as bad as it was uh, but honestly that stream it went so so much better than i thought it would do and it, it was a real sort of moment because i was expecting there to be about two or three people watching live and when i come up here and i'm five minutes late i see there's 18 people waiting in the waiting room saying where, where is he sort of thing and i think oh god i've i've <laughs> I've, I've misjudged this massively and then <laughs> i think at the peak there was about Forty people watching at one time, and it was. That's cool. Honestly, that that that's. it was. It was so. It was like. It was like an adrenaline rush sort of thing. I was like, oh god, I was not expecting this to go on as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so cool,
3: man. So, like, obviously, the the, the transfers were going through as well. You had a busy night to cover so I reckon that really probably yeah. helped you when signings were coming through people were going through to you and then oh, you yeah, were much very much. much the first point of news for a lot of those people once you started watching <laughs> you you know what I mean so I mean that's quite cool on the surface of things now as the signings were coming through and in the order that they came through um, I've put this opinion across last week on the Blue Army podcast that maybe we signed so many strikers because we just had to play the waiting game with some Mm. of the strikers we really wanted and maybe we signed the strikers we really wanted right at the end of the transfer deadline and we just had to sign up these lads (laughs) because we only had an hour left and we needed some options and now unfortunately they might end up just sitting on the bench for the rest of the season what do you Uh,
2: think I think that's probably the case I think that's probably the case with the West Brom loan guy and uh like Toby Shaw Silva, who absolutely had my pants down on that stream because somebody changed his Wikipedia page to say that he scored twenty goals in forty games when it was no. actually only four. So, uh, so no. um, <laughs> uh, so I, I was I was I was going on about him being the next big thing when I was live for about five minutes until somebody told me that it was wrong. Uh, but the um the guy we've got in from Saint Mirren, uh, some, at, some at Dennis Kieran Kieran Dennis, I think it is something like that. Christine. He if anybody, yeah, Kristen, that's it. If, if any of those strikers is going to be starting every week, it's probably going to be him because people have been asking for ages about we need an experienced goal scorer. And when, when he came in, I thought, well, that's exactly what people have asked for. He's not quite at the age where he's passed it, but he's also at the age where he's, he's pretty much done it all and he knows what he's doing. He's, he played in Scott, the Scottish Premiership. I think when we were all in lockdown, he scored a hell of a goal against Celtic. You know, you look at these things and if anyone's going to come in and be great, it's going to be him and Devitt, in my opinion, because, yeah, they're just the two, that the names that stand out to me.
3: Um, I think Devitt has been accused of being a little bit of a crowd-pleasing signing. Um, hopefully, he still <laughs> has a job to do. He never hit the ground running at his last team. He hasn't hit the ground running since he's left Carlisle, in all honesty. Hopefully, we're the answers to his prayers and he's the answers to our prayers. Uh, I feel like we do need uh, some stronger voices in the changing room. Kelvin Mellor being out of the team recently, I think, has really shook that defence and in fact shook that whole midfield line as well. He's very vocal and he leads by example as well. When he does play, he is consistently hard and strong in the tackles um, and he just leads by example, uh, very vocal and he looks after uh, Whelan or um, Feeney or whoever's on the other side of him um, because I think McDonald kind of knows his job. Um, by this point Um, but Jamie Devitt I'll come back to it is he a crowd pleasing signing or is he somebody that's going to make a real difference this year
2: I think I think he's both because look the reason it is a crowd pleaser is because he's a decent player on his day you know it it can be both with these kind of things because I agree I agree completely they've brought him in just because the fans are on their backs but if he can come in and play well, because you've we've seen it in the past, and he's not he's not exactly at the end of his career sort of thing. I think he's only 31 or something like that. Um and you've got to look at the injury record, he's now fully fit for the first time in about a year. So uh, yes, he's definitely a crowd pleaser, but it can it can be both where he comes in and plays well while you know being that player that the fans wanted to have. And and the fans wanted him for a reason you know Is isn't they didn't just want him because he was a familiar face they wanted him because how because there's a reason i predicted him to have scored in that oldham game (laughs) because he because he used to score all the time um yeah but yeah yeah he, he, he can be both i think i think he'll come back and if he can stay fit then which is a big if then i think he'll play well in the team
3: I think he is a sign in that uh, Millen's brought in because he has had goals in the locker in the past and at the moment there isn't anyone in the midfield that contributes with the goals other than Gibson and then obviously that's in that attacking wide position really talking about the centre of the park and contributing towards the goal count Uh, Mellis has been pushed more up front and also hasn't scored that many this season Um, oh I had one more thing there and it's just left my head at the last (laughs) second This is a proper brain fart, that's it. Um, (laughs) You did mention on your live stream there, um, and you also predicted this on the podcast in the half-season Roundup episode that me, you, and Wills did the last time you were on the podcast. You said Zach Clough was going to leave in January, and I might have sniggered. Um, And now, look who's eating (laughs) gravel. It's me. Um, Zach Clough's left the club. (laughs) That's it it's his time up. He'll never come back. Uh, he won't come back. That's it. It's done. Time's up. Game over. No. Um you're going to play for Adelaide United. You're not on loan. You're gone. Um I mean I, I I think it's still hard to believe that's not a big loss for the squad. The talent was on display uh, to to quite a great extent in, in pre-season, but that was it. It was just pre-season, and when the season got running and he got pushed out wide or got brought back into the midfield, he just didn't look like he knew what he was doing. When he got on the ball, he looked like he had a bit of quality about him, but off the ball, he just looked a bit clueless and also trying to pick up the ball. His first touch wasn't all that um, in the in the lead, to be honest, and, and he just he just got... He got injured and then he got put out the team and then it just stopped working for him and either the enthusiasm went away which I, I, I can't find it hard to believe in in November and December when they're trying to get you back from injury in that cold and in that wet and with that wind you just you just and somebody from Australia goes good I am um fancy a bit more money to come pray abroad yeah, you might, you know, you might. I find it hard to believe. So I feel like he's not only done the best thing for him. I don't think he's done the best thing for his career. Um, I think he's done the best thing for him um, for his short-term yeah. happiness going forward. From personal experience, I've, I lived in Australia for a couple of years and and the outside lifestyle definitely sort of like it can change your mindset and you do start seeing things in different ways because it is a different style of life over there. And um, I mean, I feel like maybe for the youngster that he is, for the talent that he has, for the point of the career that he's in, it's a bit of a waste of talent, but on his own personal level, I can see why he's gone, mate. Um, Are you happy or sad to see him go? How do you feel about the departure of Zach Clough?
2: Yeah, I think he he just didn't look happy, and I think he's one of those players that, you know, there's some players you need to be sort of harsh with to get the best out of them, and there's certain other players like Zach Clough that you need to you know, you need to constantly tell them that they're the best player in the world. They need to be told, you know, they need to be sort of wrapped in cotton wool, sort of thing. He's side player that he's just going to sulk if he doesn't get his way. That's that. That's what came across on the pitch anyways. And look, I think in a relegation battle, well, a, a bottom of the table battle, because I, I don't really want to call it a relegation battle. I'm like Keith Millen. I refuse to believe it yet. But uh, in that kind of... In, <laughs> In that kind of situation, you, you don't need players like that, and I think it's I think it's maybe good for us that he's gone more uh, as well because he I can't see him being that he, he can't be that uplifted in the dressing room because he just looked a bit unhappy here, and if he's gone, you get an, a you know maybe Taylor Charters comes in to replace his spot from that midfield. Oh, well, even Jamie Devitt, even because you know a more experienced player and a player that wants to be at the club. You know, they're, they're the players that you need in situations like we're in. So, and I'm also happy just to be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, uh, well, I, I predicted it and there's a reason I predicted it. It's because I think it's probably the best thing for both parties that he, that he went. It, 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 it just didn't work out. I've got no bad feelings against him. It just It just wasn't
3: the club for him. No, I feel like that's an important statement that you made there. Just at the end, you were just saying that uh, it, it's more important to have players in the changing room that want to be at the club, using Jamie Devitt as as an example there, man. Um, I mean, so that's goodbye to, to Zach Clough, mate. And uh, we may as well say goodbye to the listeners as well. I think we've done really well, considering we've not had a football match to, to talk <laughs> about. Uh, we've gone through uh, just what we're going to think about next week's opponents and... Um, Things are looking up for us, mate. We predicted good things, didn't we? Uh, thank you so much for joining us. One more time, congratulations for winning the uh, the Blue Army podcast versus Blue Army TV quiz. That puts <laughs> us one all in the head-to-head series. Mate, congratulations. Hats off to you. Uh, we'll come up with something for the third challenge. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll come up with something creative for the third challenge. But for now, mate, that is enough from yeah. us Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this has been episode... Thank you for me on again. Not a problem, buddy. Uh, this has been episode 54 of the Blue Army podcast. And you can find Liam Denwood at... Uh, Blue Army
2: TV on YouTube and at Liam Denwood on Twitter. Um, and Blue Army TV on Instagram, but I haven't uploaded on that for about a year. So <laughs> don't expect too much from the Instagram, but, <laughs> but yeah, Blue <laughs> Army TV on YouTube.
3: I think your your last thing on the Instagram was the picture of me and you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the last thing. Not very active, not very active on Instagram. Still worth a follow, though. Still worth a follow, though. And that's where you can find us, the Blue Army podcast. Find us on Instagram. That's our most predominant uh, place to be. So, mate, nothing more to say, but bye for now. You don't want to say bye.